0: It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I wanna say is
1: just give me some hot pizza.
2: Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Sudol. Financial Pizza is the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and on podcasts all around the country every week. I bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. This week, we hear from Coach Pete DeRudup talking about where to put your money for retirement. Mark Giel shares his take on Social Security and perhaps what you may not be aware of. Eric Carney has a great description of just what building a floor in your retirement plan is. Paul Roberts offers some strategies to increase your retirement savings. And Chuck Carrier talks about risk assessment and how important that is. Gary Nolan and the Wayback Machine take us back to 1941. And it was another week, for sure. That was the week that was. It's over, let it go.
0: That was the week that was. It started way but up the The economy up. has been
2: slowing but contains strong pockets that have given markets hope that a recession could be avoided. The government on Wednesday said the economy grew at a 2.9% annual rate from July through September. That's an upgrade from its initial estimate. Consumers have continued spending despite inflation squeezing wallets and overall employment market remains strong as we get into the height of holiday shopping season. Hey, people are increasingly falling victim to fraud on the payment service Zelle. They're lured by scammers impersonating bank officials via text message or phone call. Now, in response to the prevalence of fraud, some banks are responding with a plan to reimburse scammed customers. Now, Zelle allows users to send and receive money instantly and without a fee, but unlike other mobile app payment services like Venmo and Cash App, the platform is partially owned by the banks. Now, some scams on Zelle usually involve a text message that appears to be from a bank. Now, these messages often asking victims whether they authorized a large payment from Zelle by texting back a yes or a no. Now, after the person responds to the fake message, fraudsters will call the user under the guise of reversing the unauthorized transaction. Phone calls are spoofed to appear as though they're made by the bank. And it's the old, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And finally, Christine McVie, the British-born vocalist, keyboardist, and songwriter for Fleetwood Mac, died this week. She was 79. Now, it gave me pause. Fleetwood Mac, musical icons of the 70s and 80s in my growing up years. It was the soundtrack for a bunch of us. From dreams, you make love and fun, to everywhere, the songs are as fresh today as they were then, in my opinion. McVie was a constant in the band, too, one that often had skirmishes, mainly between Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. But one thing remained certain throughout it all the music came first I had a chance to see the band way back 1980 at the old Met Stadium in Minneapolis it was one of the most memorable concerts I've ever seen they played the hits they had fun on stage and got the sold out crowd to their feet for most of the show Fleetwood Mac had 10 songs in the top 10 25 in the Billboard Hot 100 let me just say Fleetwood Mac is still frequently in my most listened to list on iTunes all right, let's get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuda. Now, in this clip from Financial Safari, coach and producer Thomas Lipscomb are discussing a recent trip Coach made.
3: I had, I had never been inside the U.N., and uh, the security was worse there than the airport. Oh, no. <laughs> was it really? Wow, <laughs> comforting. As a matter of fact, I had checked out of my hotel, and that that morning I was at the U.N., and, and they would not let me in with my suitcase. So luckily, <laughs> one of the camera guys that was filming me, his car was just a couple blocks away. If you ever been to New York City? That's, that's a miracle, by right. the way. <laughs> so I took my suitcase over there, and I was able to get into the U.N. Uh, big place, big place, lots of different people there, lots of different ideas. Some I don't agree with, a lot of them. But there was a very good crowd there. We talked about the, 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 the pension crisis. Oh, all right. And, and the fact where everyone has a financial plan, but not many people have a true retirement plan. And that confuses people because people say, ah, I'm not going to listen to Coach Peter. I already have a financial plan. Yeah, you probably do. And the financial plan, when you're younger – And I say younger, anytime under 60, basically is younger is save as much as you can without spending it. (laughs) But then when you get 55 and older, I say 52 and older, you you approach what I call the financial red zone. And that's when we need to take that money, that lump sum we have, and at least take some of it and get a stream of income in the future that we know is going to be there for the rest of our lives. that's important. It's going to be reliable. It's going to be persistent. It's going to be what I call the green flag on the mailbox. Or you've heard this, the financial fill up. Each and every year you'll get a check from the money that you've saved. Now- You could do that with a lump sum, but there are no guarantees with a lump sum because when you start taking money out of your lump sum, it could shrink. Now, if the market continues to go up, it could grow. But if it's going down, the market's going down, and you're taking money out, you could run out of money if you don't have that lifetime income plan that everyone needs but most people have never heard of. I wrote about it in my brand new book, America Asks Coach, and somebody saw it there somebody wanted to come speak about it. But yeah. chapter number two mistakes in retirement planning. And the number one mistake is most people don't have a retirement plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they think about it. Right. And so we have a big financial plan, and many times we don't even know what's in it. When I spend a lot of time, and I know our team does, explaining to folks what they really have when they come in. My yeah. advisor put me here. My advisor put me there. But your advisor never told you what it was for and mm-hmm. why and how long you were supposed to be in there. Just putting money in is not a strategy. It's a great start, but it's not a strategy. And when you watch football games, one team may be having a bad first half. They're looking horrible. Then we have halftime. You go in the halftime, and I've watched some film from inside the locker room, and if you're <laughs> if you're having a bad first half, the coach isn't too happy. No, <laughs> I wouldn't think so. <laughs> but the smart coaches have been learning all through the first half and they have come up with some solutions at halftime. So when they, when the team comes out, they play a lot, a lot of times they play a lot better and come back and win because the coach has made adjustments. And so the same thing in the financial world, halftime is when you're 52. After that, we need to make adjustments, to make sure the money we have will do what it's supposed to do. And if you haven't performed like you should, and many people aren't Steve, but we've been in right. an up market, like you said, for the last 10, 11 years, when people come in, I'm kind of baffled by the lack of growth in their portfolio the last 10 or 11 years, and it's because we have something, again, that I wrote in my book. Let me see what chapter this was. Chapter 5, financial termites. Oh, we
2: love (laughs) those, don't (laughs) we?
3: (laughs) Fees, expenses, commissions, and improper allocation of your assets. Mm. Having all your money in one place is never a good strategy. When you look at the trains on the track, the fastest ones don't have too many cars. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or they have a lot of engines. So who's pulling your portfolio? And if you're going up that hill, like the little engine that could, maybe your portfolio is the portfolio that couldn't. And so you get up close to the top of the hill, which is when you're getting ready to approach retirement, and the market starts going the wrong way. What's the train going to do? Right down the hill. Right, exactly. You want it to go over the other side of the mountain. No doubt. And Marty Hensley and I and Parker Holland were at a winery in Napa a few months ago, and they decided to give us a tour of the winery of the grapevines and all the, okay. oh, really? Fine. <laughs> yeah. all the dirt hills and That's all that. That's great. I love it. <laughs> well, we didn't really love it because we were inside, no? okay. air-conditioned, and then they wanted to give us a tour in this old Army troop-carrying vehicle thing. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and there was a group of about 10 people, so we all got in the tour thing, and we're go- it's a- it was hilly in Napa. If you've ever been out to California, it's, it's-, it's hilly up yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And the vines grow on the hill. We were on the top of a mountain. And the guy was, the guy was driving. We thought he was joking. He said, I'm almost out of gas. And we still had a ways to go. Okay, guess what happened? You ran again. Did you really? Oh no, the worst. Guess what happened next? Now it's, it's 93 degrees push it. on top of Mount, with the sun beating down. Me, Marty Parker, and a bunch of other guys got out. One guy that weighed about four hundred pounds. Uh huh. He wasn't too happy. <laughs> we had to push that vehicle. He said, "Well, it's, it's just down the hill where I can get some more gas." So we pushed him up over one. If you ever push a vehicle, if you're pushing it up a hill, when it gets to the top of the hill, yeah, what do you what do you have to do? You. If, no, it goes the other, if you get it over the top of the hill, right. it starts yeah. to build up speed. Yeah, what do you, you have to do? do quick, yeah. jump in. You gotta jump in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you think the fat guy got there? Uh, <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> so he's running like cannon. It was an old show named Cannon. He was a yeah. detective back in the day, and he finally catches up. But the guy who was driving or or steering, because we were drive we were the drivers pushing. He used the brake to let the fat guy catch up. So guess what we didn't do? We had enough speed if he would have left alone to get over the next mountain. Guess what, guess what we had to do again? we no, had to push push, push all over again. And that's what we don't want to happen in our portfolio. We don't want push-pull. We want glide strategies. And we want to glide into retirement. And if you're 52 or older and you don't have a financial plan that is translated fully into what a retirement plan could be,
2: that's what I want to do, slide into retirement. You can hear Financial Safari on a number of radio stations around the country. It originates on News Talk 106.1 FM in Raleigh, North Carolina. Visit Pete On Demand to learn more about Coach Pete. That's PeteOnDemand.com. Visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to see just how they may be able to help you. Pizza! Paul Roberts of Roberts Wealth Management shows couples how they could potentially make a half million dollars in retirement savings with the right distribution and tax strategies.
0: You know, Grandma taught us a, a penny saved is? Penny earned. Penny earned. So if we save you a penny, did we earn you a penny? I'd say yes. And they say yes. I say, okay, well, that's the premise of understanding proper retirement planning, and retirement is not what you earn; it's what you keep that matters the most. Keeping every dollar uh-huh. is just as important as any dollar that you earn. So, how you make a half a million dollars in retirement is to give an example. I, I use that half a million because that's generally the case in our 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 client base. Is our average married couple um, retired married couple is earning about sixty thousand dollars a year in Social Security benefits, right? Uh-huh. If they earn greater than thirty-two thousand dollars a year worth of taxable income, then now their Social Security becomes taxed. Well, to we the surprise almost, of many,
4: I'm sure. Yes,
0: they, they are completely unaware of this. Yeah. Yes, most people walk into our office. They say, "I'm doing pretty good." We pull out their tax return. We start showing them wasted money, and they're like, "What?" Yeah. Yes. So you know what what happens is most all of current retirees were told to save all their money in a in a pre-tax. Account The IRA, 401k, things of that nature. So now every dollar coming out the back is taxable as income. So if they cross over that threshold of maximum taxable income, now up to 85% of their social security benefits become taxable. So going back to the case of our average married clients, if they have too much taxable income and they pass those thresholds and their Social Security becomes taxed, it's costing them somewhere between six and $10,000 a year in taxation on their Social Security wow. benefit. So if you just take a medium of that, right, say, okay, 8000 a year, the average person is paying. Mm-hmm. Well, if you position, position your retirement savings properly, and you don't you, you have money in a Roth IRA or other tax free buckets and you don't take too much out of an IRA that is taxable, you don't cross that threshold, well then you don't pay that eight thousand dollars a year in Social Security taxation. And if you retired for just say twenty five years and you saved eight thousand dollars per year for twenty five years at seven percent compounded interest, that's about a four or five hundred thousand dollar difference in your wow. retirement.
3: Man, I'm curious about the reaction when you're speaking to a group, the people who raised their hands when you showed that to them. You may have even used a whiteboard. What's their reaction? Oh, yeah. Shocked. Oh, everybody's
0: shocked. Oh, yeah.
2: Paul's show can be heard Saturday mornings at 8 Central on WMXI News Radio 98.1 in Laurel, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and Saturdays at noon on Talk 103.7 in Pensacola, Florida. You can hear his podcast at RobertsWealthMS.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Pizza. Now let's head to Sioux City, Iowa, where we find Mark Giels and his podcast, Mark on Money. Now here, Mark is talking about guaranteed income in retirement and how you can maximize those dollars.
1: Well, some retirement accounts provide guaranteed income. So what are those that provide guaranteed income? Well, a lot of people don't think about them, uh, but Social Security, you know, is one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a guaranteed income. Um, Pensions, you know, so if you have a, a pension from state, government, your company, those provide guaranteed income. And annuities provide guaranteed income and so a flooring strategy involves building up enough guaranteed income to meet basic needs so this can be done by doing a variety of things it can be done by purchasing annuities or maybe delaying the start of social security benefits to get to the number that you would like to have you know maybe you don't have that floor at the beginning of social security claiming if you took it early but maybe by delaying that social security claiming putting it off your social security benefits will grow so that your floor will also grow and meet that that guarantee that you would like to have kind of that that you know if everything kind of goes by the way you still have that minimum amount of money to meet those basic needs with and then um you can start your your social security to get that done later on
2: i mean again how reassuring is that to be able to set up a plan where you know that your expenses are covered and i mean again that just what a sigh of relief that must be yeah one thing i want
1: to point out that's that's kind of interesting that people when you get your social security statement mm-hmm. uh, and you look at it one thing social security doesn't do is it doesn't factor in an inflation adjustment because they don't know what inflation is going to be so the numbers that you see on your benefit statements. Is showing social security and, and no adjustments to it. So, what you get at 62 versus what you get at age 70 by claiming later on, there's no inflation difference between those two. And so, once you build inflation into it, your benefit is usually about a hundred percent increase from 62 to age 70. Holy, you know, the cow. difference between the two. Um, you know, if you look at it on your Social Security statement, you're like, yeah, I can claim it's 62 or I can wait. I can claim it's 70. You know, maybe it goes up by, you know, 60, 70 percent more. But you've got to factor in, you know, eight years of Social Security inflation adjustments along the way that they don't show you on that statement. So it's a little bit kind of, you know, quirky. And so I'd encourage you to run an analysis that shows what a average inflation adjustment would be. And I'd plug that in at around a 3% inflation adjustment to Social Security. Um, you can do it you know, at two if you're more comfortable being conservative, or if you think inflation is going to continue to uh, be a little bit above average, you could you could plug it in at four. But that would give you an idea of, of what your benefit really is going to be. We do that when we run Social Security analyses for uh, people that come into our office. We use a... A two percent, maybe a three percent inflation adjustment to it. Um, Social Security has averaged, I think, uh, over time, right under about a three percent average adjustment to it. Um, and looking at the at, at your time frame, you know, if you if you wiped out this last decade, your Social Security adjustments just a, is right at about three percent because you take into the eighties and nineties where you had a little bit above inflation and then the last decade or so we've had below average inflation, up, up you know, up until the last couple of years anyway. But I'd encourage you to do that. And, and that's just a little bit of, of knowledge that you need to have that those numbers that you see on those social security statements Not taking into
2: account adjustments. Including inflation in your plan is very important. Mark's happy to help. Visit his website, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. You can find his podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And again, visit EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Pizza! Uh, Gary Nolan has warmed up the Wayback Machine. He's ready to take us back to 1941. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. The year
4: is 1941. The Japanese Navy launches a surprise attack on December 7th at Pearl Harbor, drawing the United States into World War II. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States Service Organization, also known as the USO, was created by President Roosevelt with the help of John D. Rockefeller Jr., who raised more than $300 million to help men and women serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. We do not propose to have them cut off after training hours from activities that are normal and wholesome. It is to provide these activities that we so gladly turn to the United Service Organization. Many celebrities soon became involved with the USO and would visit the troops and put on a show, most notably Bob Hope. You all know Crosby, Sinatra's father, but I want to tell you, nah, he's all right, that Sinatra. He's 4F, you know, he's got a punctured eardrum from listening to Bing's records. Also that year, a bill created by FDR would make Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday in November. As you sat down for your Thanksgiving dinner, that turkey was five cents a pound in your new house, which costs slightly over $4,000. Inflation that year, 5%. The classic American film created by Orson Welles, Citizen Kane, is released, and what becomes another classic is The Maltese Falcon. We were talking about a lot more money than this. There are more of us to be taken care of now. Well, that may be, but I've got the Falcon. You may have the Falcon, but we certainly have you. On the Still, other I, hand, I'm, I'm, I am, I am, am the publisher of The Enquirer. As such, it's my duty, and I'll let you in on a little secret. It's also my pleasure. To see to it, the decent, hardworking people in this community aren't robbed blind by a pack of money-mad pirates just because they haven't anybody to look after their interests. That's it for 1941. I leave you with one word. Rosebud.
2: We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Chuck Carrier of Carrier Retirement Group shares a story of a new client coming to him after the advisor she was dealing with on behalf of her mother set up investment strategies with too much risk and lost a lot of her mother's money. Now, he stresses the importance of having a risk assessment performed and adopting a diversified bucketing strategy at retirement age.
5: I just had a a lady come in from the radio show last week, and uh, she had an advisor and she had some of her money. She told the advisor, This is my mom's money. Mom's retired. And so a few years into this program, what has the market done recently? Well, it lost over hundred thousand dollars. It was two hundred and fifty, now it's down to about one fifty one. Mm-hmm. And she went into that advisor, mm-hmm. she was so angry with him. Mm-hmm. And he said wow. she said, I told him, This is my mom's money. And you've lost a hundred thousand dollars. He said, Well, I was trying to to grow it. And and I'm sure that's what his objective was. Yes. Yeah. But he took his eyes yeah. off that it was her mom's money and she wanted to be I mean, how would you like to go tell your mom, Hey mom, you know that money you give me we to invest for you and to take care of it. and well you just lost a hundred thousand. Nobody wants to have that conversation with a parent, especially. No, you know. So anyway, that's why she came in to see us, because she heard us talking about on the radio show, and I made the statement that sometimes you're, you're not hearing from your advisor because they're getting paid whether you're making money or not. I've and heard she of. heard that, and she yeah. said that resonated, and that's why she called and got an appointment and came in. So again— you have two choices when you're talking about investments, and, and that is the maybes, and they could be great investments, and maybe you'll do well, or maybe not. You don't want to put everything in the maybe bucket. Chuck
2: Carrier Show is part of the Financial Safari National Network and be heard Sunday mornings at 10 on News Radio 98.3 in Mansfield, Ohio. His website, CarrierRetirementGroup.com. Pizza! Off we go to Southwest Florida, where we find Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Here, we're discussing why establishing a floor in your retirement plan is one way to make sure your expenses are always covered. I love this.
6: So you're creating a floor to cover all of your daily bills. Oh, okay. There's there's the hug method, which is mm-hmm. we always laugh about this because there's actually two G's at the end, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, housing, utilities, groceries, and gas. Oh, okay, and so basically what you're doing is you're creating a floor to cover all of those basic bills. Mm-hmm. And you know that even if the, the stock market falls or drops or pulls back or is, has a tumultuous day like it does, um, you're still going to be okay. You're still going to be able to pay your bills. And so that's what we're doing is for a lot of clients, we're creating that floor. Look, you, you never have to worry. The older that you get, the less you have to worry about the stock market. So you're literally creating a floor. Uh, Social security is a great floor. Uh, a pension even a guaranteed income annuity um, and and something that has some growth in there too. Um, and there's also increasing income in annuities. So there's, there's some really good, very low cost or no cost annuities out there that do provide a lifetime income. Here's the difference. You have to put them in a financial plan and see if those numbers work for you. Because quite frankly, there's a lot of people that come in and we probably fix millions and millions of dollars in annuities every single year. We're consistently trying to put somebody into a better product that's going to better suit their needs. And so, again, uh, there's also some people that have been in annuity and don't want to be in an annuity any longer. So there's options for that, too. But again, trying to create that floor, you're trying to get that guaranteed income to meet your basic needs. That way, you really never have to worry about money.
2: I like that idea. How I mean, how much confidence do you have with you know, knowing that that happens, that it doesn't matter what happens, all my expenses are covered, and you know, I'm just worried about the fund money. Then it,
6: it, it, you're you're creating options for yourself because now all of a sudden, if your housing, utilities, gas, and groceries are covered. Um, Now, all of a sudden you have other options where you can allow the market to recover and your money will recover as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's there's a lot of people who go through difficult times. Maybe they get laid off. Maybe they get sick. Maybe they're taking care of a parent and they have to take time off of work. So a lot of times they want to know, okay, but if I'm am I still going to be able to retire and we're building that floor of income. And so, like I said, you know as different as people are, we're all pretty much the same. I mean, we can all have bad times. We can all fall on bad times. And so the, the bottom line is, is that you wanna be prepared for this and we've seen it. I mean, we've seen clients that wanna work up to 70, they have a high earning job. And then all of a sudden at 66, 67, they're burned out or they get laid off and then they know that they're never gonna find another job like that again. There's just sometimes things that happen. So if you can create that floor, that gives you the the financial confidence to know that you're going to be able to pay your day-to-day bills
2: i like that financial confidence and you can hear eric show wealthworks radio on news radio 1580 wccf in punta Gorda, florida his podcasts are available on apple podcast or wherever you get yours eric is with retirement wealth in cape coral florida visit his website eric that's e-r-i-c-k-e-a-r-n-e-y advisor.com And you can also find him on TV in the area, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for more. So that's it. Episode 172 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, just subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. We've got lots of pizza to go around. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 600 I've also got links to the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can reach me, steve, at financialpizza.com. I want to thank Dave Perkins, Gary Nolan, and Chrissy Paradis for contributing content for this week's show. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and originates from the Palatial Studios of Broadcasting Experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. Going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza!
4: Coach P Ray.